we, we take for granted sometimes this freedom. Uh, as Pastor Ronnie shared uh, Wednesday night, if uh, you make $25,000 a year, you are in the top 90% of the world makes less than 25000 a year. If you make 50000 a year, 99% of the world makes less than 50000 a year. We have, been so, we have been so blessed. We spend every year $765 billion on entertainment. DVDs, blockbuster, restaurants, movies, concerts, plays. Uh, while that $765 billion that goes out to bless us, only $5 billion leaves this nation to go to the mission fields of the world. And we are one of the few countries today that are supporting missions. And so you see in the, in the perspective or in the pendulum, things are way out of order. It really is a lot about us and not a lot about others. But Jesus said, I was hungry, you fed me. I was naked, you clothed me. I was in prison, you came to see me. Friday, I told Pastor Rhonda, I said, I believe that we are probably going to have to, to disband the food pantry. And she said, why? I said, we simply don't have the money anymore to, to support it. Uh, last Wednesday, there were 28 families that this church gave groceries for an entire week. 28 families. And Pastor Rhonda said, I'll, we will do whatever it takes to make sure this happens. And so Pastor Rhonda has come off salary of the church, as I have been off for several months. We're going to make sure, no matter what happens, the hungry in the city are fed. Come on, don't get quiet on me. I've always been honest with you. I've been open with you. And uh, this is a season that we will survive and we will be blessed. Paul said, I've learned to abound. I've learned to be a base. That simply means I've eaten at Outback, medium rare. I don't want to get you hungry. And I've also snacked at Taco Bell. We are good either way. Three hours later, we're still hungry. It doesn't matter what you do. So, so don't feel sorry for us because we're not feeling sorry for ourselves. We are enjoying watching God always at the last minute provide that which needs to be provided and he is a faithful God he is a faithful God and just to show you how faithful he is we uh, this week things were tight things were uh, extremely tight and uh, Courtney called and said dad why is there a check from Lookout Mountain for two thousand dollars and uh, many of you know we have some property in the country and there's a little sign there on the side of the freeway that you can just barely see and every year, Lookout Mountain gives us $2,000 to rent that sign because it's on our property. And we forgot all about that lease. And aren't you glad that God doesn't forget? Aren't you glad that God is watching over your funds, your finances? And let, let me say, God did not bless us to bless ourselves. God, God told Abraham, I'm going to bless you so you can bless others. And thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your consistency. Thank you when things are tight, you're still faithful to things of God. Because today our government, our army has been faithful to us. We want to share a couple of things today. First of all, Mike today is representing. And um, you need to connect with Mike. Mike does a lot of reenactments. Uh, was in the movie that Robert Redford just directed. It's going to be released here uh, in August. And uh, and, and Mike and, a, and an entourage of veterans go to different churches, go to different battlefields. Mike has uh, committed this July, July 4th weekend, we're going to try to get some Army vehicles here. We're going to get some gear laid out. We're going to get some, uh, probably not any guns. It would be cool if we had a bunch of really cool guns that we could shoot. Yeah, not shoot at one of us over one of those head. And, uh, but, oh, we have guns? We'll have guns? 
Oh, have guns. So this, this, this July 4th, we're going to spend a little bit more time honoring our veterans, and we're going to have as many as we can that, that will come in full dress. How many here today, you either have someone in your direct family or someone in your lineage that has served our country or is serving our country right now? May I see your hand in, in the building? So you see, almost every one of us are represented today. Every day before I leave the house, I pray for a young man that is in Afghanistan right now, protecting us. Too young to be there. Too young to, to face the seriousness of what he's involved in. But we continue to pray for our troops. If you will uh, fasten your eyes on one of the monitors, uh, Austin is going to help me, and we're going to uh, play a special tribute to um, our soldiers. today for defacing the Kensington Park War Memorial overnight. The destruction includes painted messages against the military and the war in the Middle East. The three teens were picked up in the early morning Where, hours after evidence was left at the scene. Grandpa, something wrong? Some people sure have short memories. And those who are too young to know need to be taught. Come on, I, I want to show you guys something.
Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for the freedom that we have enjoyed? I like that song by Merle Haggard that says, if you don't love it, leave it. When you're running down the American flag, you're walking on the fighting side of me. Can anybody relate? Some powerful statements from powerful men. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots, Thomas Jefferson. You must pay the price if you wish to secure the blessing, Andrew Jackson. A nation which makes the final sacrifice for life and freedom does not get beaten, Camilla Artwack. Democracy is worth dying for because it's the most deeply honorable form of government ever devised by man, Ronald Reagan. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it, John F. Kennedy. I regret that I have but one life to give for my country, Nathan Hale. What we do for ourselves dies with us. What we do for others and the world remains and is immortal, Albert Pine. It is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who died for this nation. We should thank God that such men lived, General George Patton. Greater love hath no man than this. And he lay down his life for his friends, Jesus Christ. Statement by Abraham Lincoln right before he was assassinated. Freedom is not free. Democracy must be defended. Sacrifice must be had. The fallen will not be forgotten. I pray that Heavenly Father may assert the anguish of your bereavement and leave you only the cherished ministry of the loved and lost and that solemn pride that must be yours to have laid so costly a sacrifice upon the altar of freedom. Abraham Lincoln. Can we again give our soldiers a hand clap of appreciation? They don't hear it. We hear it. And we declare, let freedom reign. Freedom God has given us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. On a lighter note, I had a great time last week. I went to a church that I haven't been to in years, and a uh, little, little different. Uh, worship was a little different. Praise was a little different. Uh, but there, there were some things that I saw that I enjoyed that I would like to encourage some of you to maybe pray about uh, watching and observing and learning, and then seeing how you feel about maybe coming next Sunday. And... Uh, Worshiping, um, now don't laugh, guys. No one's supposed to know this but me, okay? And Pastor Rhonda. So if, if, if I may show you uh, Jessup, Georgia, last Sunday morning, the pastor told me to stay in the office until he came to get me. He said, we worship so freely, you might get hurt. So I didn't know what he meant, but if you will join me. Guys, if you'll help me with the lights again. And this will be the last time you'll have to help me with the lights. Let's wait till everybody's in their place. Sunday morning worship last Sunday morning. Foolish virgins in will find they have pure been left behind. May dirty empty 
glad today that's not expected of you. You brought your road map, you brought your lamp, you brought your weapon. Go with me, if you will, to the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter. We bring attention to a very sad day in the life of our Heavenly Father. As you find your place, may I tell you that we are experiencing a storm. This is not a time of peace and safety, but this is a time of trouble and anxiety. There are things going on in the world today that are grossly out of order. There's a part of the church today that for them to worship like you and I are worshiping, they could and are being arrested and being assassinated for the decision to stand for God. The nations of the world, some of them are starving or going without. But in all of the tragedies taking place, there seems to be a hunger for God overseas that's, that's never, never been before. Maybe in adversity, it turns people to pray and reach out to God because their money or their, or their family cannot solve the problems that they're experiencing. On a, on a little lighter note, I was reflecting and saw something about the, our American government and I saw a quote that stated that if our, if our American government was placed in the Sahara Desert to uh, administrate uh, the desert, in four years, uh, there'd be a shortage of sand. <laughs> those, those of you watching by YouTube, I hope you got that. I hope you're awake and you saw that today because, let me should I share it again. <laughs> uh, just teasing. John 19, 19. If you will, just back up. That's good. If you'll just leave it up there. If you'll back up two verses with me, church. Then delivered he therefore unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew, 
Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him on either side and Jesus in the middle. Look at somebody and say, there were three crosses. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. If you could just reflect just for a moment that you and I know that through the corridors of time, a lamb or a dove or a, a goat or a calf or a bull was used to represent or to pay for the sins of mankind. All through the Bible, we hear of the sacrifices and, and really to a nation that we've come to be, those sacrifices appear to be gross and crude. There are there are doctrines that have gone through the Bible and have gone through the hymnal and they removed all the scriptures or all the songs that have to deal with the blood. Yes. With the attitude of they don't want to offend the seeker and they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But there was a lot of bloodshed through the course of time to redeem the sins of man. But on this day, all the sins of the world, and I can't even grasp that, but all the sins of the past, from, from the Tower of Babel, all the sins of the present, right up to the times of Christ, and all the sins of the future. The sins of Adolf Hitler, who was personally responsible for the murder and massacre of 7 million Jews. Ho Chi Minh, personally responsible for the massacre of 5 million Christians. Jim Jones, Charles uh, Moon, so many different people have done so many bad things and it's easy to look at them and say they were bad they, they deserve to be punished but sin is sin and all sin has to be purchased by the blood of the lamb there's no such thing as a white lie or a black lie a lie is a lie and when God established the fact that his son would pay for the sins of the world it's tough to comprehend that on that day, he paid for all the sins of mankind. Your sins, your mom's sins, your children's sins, all the sins of the world. Three crosses at Golgotha that represented the three that the Bible is written to. Three languages that it declared that he was the king of the Jews. The Hebrew language typifying and honoring the Jewish nation, the descendants of Abraham, which we know today, they're at the Wailing Wall praying for the Messiah. Their Messiah will return. The door will open. The light will come on. They will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, and they will begin to worship him during the Great Tribulation. The language of Greek represents you and I. We are that, we are that Gentile. We are that branch grafted into the tree. We are the church. We are the ones right now that have the responsibility to preach the gospel, to share the gospel, to see as many lives change as possible. That's what God called us to do. The third language, the Latin language, and I want to be very careful. I want you to make sure you hear what I'm saying. Most Bible scholars believe that the great whore of Babylon in the last days, that entity that will come against the Jewish nation, 
That entity will cause all to have a mark in their, in their head or on their hand or in their hand. Many believe that to be the Roman Catholic Church. Plus, with, with the addition of the Latin language, we know that God is trying to say something. I don't know that that is true. I don't know that that is accurate. But I do know this. The Bible was written to Israel. The Bible was written to us. And the Bible was written to the godless. Three, three crosses. The cross in the middle represents Israel, the Son of God, Jesus, born as a Jew. The cross on the left represents the Gentile, the man that was a sinner. But he, he called out to Jesus and said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The cross on the right was the godless agnostic that said, I don't want God or anything to do with him. It's pretty clear. It's, pretty, it's, not, it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not a lot of homework to see what God is trying to say to you and I today. You have got to seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You've got to know that you fit somewhere there in that, in that prophetic word that God declares to you and I. You can't, you can't ignore it. If, uh, your silence is a vote. The, the, the silence of a vote means that you accept what is going on, what is taking place. And so as we today honor certainly those servicemen and we honor those that are giving their life for their country, God has asked us not to die for him, but to live for him. That we are supposed to be that breath of fresh air. We're supposed to be that light in the darkness. We're supposed to walk in integrity and in truth and the joy of always telling the truth. You don't have to remember what you lied about. I mean, how great is that? You, you tell a story the way it is. You keep telling it the same way. You don't have to ever remember. You always tell the truth. We are a generation that's called to declare to the world that black is black, white is white. God is love. God is good. And he's coming for a people that will acknowledge him and serve him. As I address the youth today, I know that, that many of us, we learn to worship the God of our mother and our dad. As little children, we come to church with our parents. We watch how our parents worship, how our parents respond, how they act at the house. And that's the, that's the information we have about God. When you graduate from junior high or high school and you start working a secular job, you start going to a secular college and the presence of mom and dad is not there and the presence of the, the pastors and, the, and the, the elders and deacons aren't there, you determine your own relationship with God. You determine who God is in your life, what you want to do for him. There seems to be a, a window there that the enemy tries in that downtime to drag you off and get you committed to something that will bind you and destroy you. How many knows I'm telling the truth? 